podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, a brand new bite-sized show going out every weekday of the football season. Each episode will give you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Friday the 2nd of September. Manchester United won their third Premier League game in a row for the first time in nine months as they beat Leicester 1-0 at the King Power. A first-half goal from Jadon Sancho was enough to see off a lacklustre performance from the Foxes. The result leaves Leicester at the bottom of the table and spirits at the club would appear to be low. Boss Brendan Rodgers said after the game, This isn't the club it was a couple of years ago. I understand the fans' frustration. They see all their rivals getting players in and we're not getting any. Speaking of which, the transfer window has finally come to an end. 11pm last night was the deadline for clubs to sign new players. Clubs will now have to wait until January the 1st for the window to open again. During a remarkable few months, Premier League clubs smashed all sorts of spending records. £1.9 billion was spent in total, beating the previous record by half a billion and totalling more than La Liga, Serie A and the Bundesliga combined. Deadline day itself saw its usual frantic business. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang returns to the Premier League with Chelsea. He joins from Barcelona in a deal worth around £10 million. Chelsea also signed Juve midfielder Denis Zakaria on a season-long loan. Liverpool signed another Juve midfielder, Arthur Mello, again on loan. Manchester United completed the signing of Brazilian winger Anthony from Ajax. And Marseille forward Bamba Diang had the most memorable deadline day story in a few years. He appeared to be signing for Leeds, changed his mind, went to sign for Nice, found that Nice and Marseille didn't want to deal with each other, managed to get that problem resolved, flew to Nice, failed his medical. Those are your headlines. Let's start with the game last night then, Manchester United-Leicester. Here is Sam Pilger, football writer for Forbes, to talk about Manchester United. Manchester United are in a lot better place than they were a couple of weeks ago, literally bottom of the league. They are now fifth after three wins in a row. First time in nine months they've won three games in a row. Um, it wasn't the most spectacular performance against Leicester City, but um, as the cliche goes, it was a, a job well done. It was uh, three points and a clean sheet, and that's the second consecutive clean sheet um, since United have started playing Lissandro Martinez and Rafael Varane as a central defensive partnership and dropped Harry Maguire. They have conceded one goal in 270 minutes to Mo Salah. No shame in that. And have looked very solid um, and didn't really come close to being breached last night. James Madison's free clip was the nearest to that. Um, so I think a good defensive basis, especially after last year when they had their worst defensive season since 1978-79, conceding 57 goals. Um, and then starting the season conceding six in the first two to now looking a lot um, better. Dallo and Malasia are playing well on the flanks too. So a lot to be happy. And also I think Ten Hag will feel rather uh, um, relieved as well because he has his two big buys of the summer, Casemiro and Anthony, still to come. Uh, Casemiro was on the bench again, looked impressive after 60 minutes. So um, if he can bring them now into a winning team, he more's the better. So Possibly Casemiro will start against Arsenal. Anthony probably won't. Um, but he also might want to send a message and pick an unchanged team for the third game in a row. So it'd be interesting against Arsenal. Obviously, Arsenal, top of the table and have won all their games. So that will be a real test. But United are in form and things are looking better. 
That was Sam Piljo, Forbes football writer. Right then, let's talk about the uh, transfer window. It's finally finished. It's over. I'm thrilled because we can talk about football again from sort of Monday onwards. Uh, I'm joined by Martin Gritton, uh, frequent contributor to the show, ex-professional footballer, uh, striker, famously a striker, and that might come into it in a moment. Uh, Martin, uh, thanks for joining me here. Uh, are you pleased the window's closed? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, just get on with it now. There's a, there's a lot of players that need to settle in. A lot of uncertainty, I think, that it's caused for, for some clubs. And I suppose the, the merry-go-round continues. The amount of money spent was just alarming after looking yep. at the reports. What, 1.9 billion or something? Yeah, yeah. So uh, here we are. I seem to be, you know... Um, Bursting through the uh, cost of living crisis, but glad to see the guys keeping their heads above water. <laughs> Absolutely right. Well, what I've done is I've categorized this section, Martin. So I'm going to ask you, I, I've, I've written down my answers as well. I'm going to ask you um, some questions about this window. So first of all, I want your uh, the best signing of the window. I'm not, I don't even necessarily mean the big names, you know, Haaland or Gabriel Jesus. We know they are top players, particularly Haaland. Where have you seen real value in the market? What's been a really good signing for you? Well, I, I don't know value uh, financially, but just to show what he's worth, uh, uh, Billy Gilmore going to Brighton, I think it's around nine million. Great but as a Scotsman and as a player that's kind of come up, I saw his, I think I saw his first game for Chelsea when they destroyed Grimsby in the League Cup. But I mean, uh, it was more a case just that I was him and Reese James starting together and seeing the quality of him, him going out to Norwich, getting that experience. Hopefully, Brighton have got themselves a player that's fully formed. You know, another Conor Gallagher. Signing, um, and it feels uh, like a Potter player as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He'll fit into a system. Um, he's been well schooled. I, I think it's a really good signing. I think you know it, it reflects good business from Brighton. You know, picking the right people. And we've seen that from a few of the clubs that have been quite careful in who they've gone for. Definitely, there is value in the market still if you uh, care to look for it. Uh, I've gone for uh, Zinchenko uh, Arsenal. Um, I think it would have been easy to go for Gabriel Jesus. I think Zinchenko actually is is maybe not as eye-catching, but I think he brings maybe even more to that squad. Technically fantastic, can play on the left, can play in the middle. Can seemingly play anywhere. Just just he's just an excellent footballer. And he brings a winning mentality to that side that has maybe been lacking for a while. Uh okay, let's go to the second um the second category, Martin. Uh, which club has had the best window? Oh, well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna comment on best is difficult because we don't know how these how it'll pan out I mean obviously you look at the team have had the best biggest money signing the best players like Haaland etc but That's seemingly now as, as we're looking yeah, at it now I, who do you think has had the best window I, and this could quality, come unstuck in a year's time of course looking at the, looking at the quality that West Ham have brought in with a couple of their players Camacho uh, I think you know that could be really interesting to see if those if those players develop and, and fill the you know the, the missing pieces that um, David Moyes is looking for, then that could be a really successful one for West Ham. I mean, there's only ways up for them at the minute because they've had a tough start. But um, but once they get going, that could be, you know, that could be really interesting, particularly with another European campaign for them. It's also just a, a really good positive sign that the owners are are spending money. You know, they are willing to spend a big chunk of money on, on top quality players. Uh, best window for me... Um, I mean, I wanted to say Nottingham Forest, but it would be sort of a joke, really. Um, look, they they are giving themselves a proper chance. It, they've signed 21 footballers. <laughs> it seems like too many footballers to sign in one window. But they, they, they're doing it, Martin. They're up there. They're doing it. They're, they're, trying to, they're trying to make sure that if they go down, they can't say, well, it wasn't for the lack of spending. It wasn't for the lack of trying. 
We've seen in the past plenty of teams, we're seeing one now with Bournemouth coming up, not really strengthening enough and going back down again. And you think, well, what was the point of that? We saw it with Norwich a couple of seasons. Um, we've seen it with plenty of teams. So at least they're having a go. Look, you know as well as I do that bringing in that many players is very, very difficult to gel, get them gelled. Um, but it's fun to watch from the outside. I'm a Derby County supporter. I'm, I'm, I'm finding it fun to watch. Um, so let's go with let's go with Nottingham Forest and see how stupid that looks in uh, six months' time. All right, finally then, Martin, uh, what is the, for you, what is the biggest jury's out signing? So which players come in that you're not quite sure? I'm not saying they're bad, just saying you're not quite sure that's going to work out. Well, Aubameyang's the one, the, the, the one that you look at and say that's really interesting because obviously he was with Tuchel at Dortmund, he got the best out of him, but it's been a bit of time between that form uh, and, and where he is, no doubt, and he's a quality player. And he had you know brilliant time uh, uh, when he started at Arsenal, but um, yeah, be interested to see how that one pans out. I mean, you look at the business. Chelsea just look like they're not doing particularly good business at the minute. You know, Lukaku and Werner have gone out. Mm-hmm. You know, would it have been better to to try and develop them while they're in house? So uh, the amount of money that they've spent is you know two hundred seventy eight million. I think they've spent. So yeah, Aubameyang for me, um, and then definitely. Uh, our mate Willian down at Fulham who's just come back to London for his, no no uh, Ma- Martin the, no Willian the, the jury isn't out on Willian the jury has been in for a while and has said that he, he's, he's not he's not of this standard anymore alright we'll leave it at that thank you Martin Grissom for joining me today uh, I'll see you uh, I'll see you soon alright that's all we've got time for we'll be back on Monday hope you enjoy your football over the weekend wherever you're watching it um, if you like the show tell your friends uh, tweet about it do all those things I don't know I don't know how to market this thing. You're going to help me out. All right. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.